Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Welcome back to Padmuchun, Pariyegak. Pariyegak. I'm Father Tadios Barsarian, and I'm with my friend here, Peter Hajinian, and we're happy to be here with you. And today we're going to be talking about the Armenian language, and this was actually a request from one of our listeners. Yeah, people kept asking about. <laughs> people keep asking about. about uh, uh, talk talk about Armenian. Language and origins of Armenian language. Uh, well, we try to we'll try to cover yeah. as much as possible or as much information that uh, that we have. We should. Pro- I should probably say that I am not a native Armenian speaker. I'm not even fluent, but I do know a lot of words from the 1800s. What are they? <laughs> Shoke Nav, Shoke Gark. They all are really. They all start with Shoke. Shoke Nav, Shoke Cars. Aren't they the same? No, Shoke Nav. Shoke Nav. He's a boat. Shoke Cars is train. Yeah. Hera de Seal. Hera de Seal, that's not from 1800. No, that's a little later. That's a little later. So, you know some modern words. I know some modern words. Hera de Seal. Yeah. That's TV. That's TV. That's yeah. that's over-the-air television. That's not Roku streaming. Hera Desil, if you literally translate literally, it means uh, seeing far or far. <laughs> <laughs> they should have used that one for telescope. Telescope. <laughs> well, maybe that makes more sense. That would make more sense. That yeah. makes more, uh, more well, sense. Well, let's, let's start at the beginning. So do, what do we know about the origins I mean, what we know... It's interesting when you say, let's start from the beginning, because <laughs> some of the scholars, they do go back to the beginning when they speak about Armenian language. Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh, Noah's Ark. Oh, uh-huh. That was another beginning, right? Yep. It, it landed on uh, Mount Ararat. Right. And then uh, humanity developed from there again. Uh, and, and, and that was the beginning of a new language or anything. There was the only language left after that, isn't it? True, true. And and some an Artak Movsesian who passed away last year, he was a scholar, he said, well, if the groups that lived, or ethnic groups that lived in the area around Mount Ara, they spoke the language, that means Noah spoke that language too. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, may make sense. Yeah. It, in Armenian is... In the tree of languages, it's an Indo-European language, mm-hmm. but it's its own branch. It's not. There's nothing that nothing that came that came, came the only thing that came before it would original Indo-European language. Yeah. It's, so it could have been the original Indo-European. Yeah. language. Another thing we've invented. Another thing <laughs> we've invented. Well, that's uh, that's just a theory, but I think uh, Armenian, of course, is uh, one of the ancient languages that. Mm-hmm. That exists until now and survived, and it's a spoken live language too. Uh-huh. It's not like Sanskrit and other languages that are only written. Right. So it's interesting that Armenian has both, right? Mm-hmm. You have a language that is classical Armenian, Kerapar, mm-hmm. that is only written language, not spoken language. It's a liturgical language too. 
Yeah. So it's used only mm-hmm. in the church. It's like Latin. And you have the uh, spoken Armenian too. That is modern Armenian. The modern Armenian. And if in Karapar was kind of like it, it takes the Armenian from the fifth century AD and because that's when we got our mm-hmm. alphabet four oh four. So they started writing everything down. So it was Karapar is just was Karapar kind of like developed because we could write in our own language, our own alphabet, or was Karapar sort of them just writing as they talked in that day? I like think Shakespeare it, English. Shakespearean English sounds different to us, but that's how they talked back yeah, in those times. Yeah. I think the natural response would be that that's how they spoke at the time and, and that's how they wrote too. And it was not a they did not invent a language that they didn't understand or it was different from and, and later that Kurapar changed too. Mm-hmm. Uh, written Kurapar and spoken Kurapar changed too, I think twelfth century. Wow. That's a second uh, stage of development of uh, Kurapar or Armenian um, language. But I think if you speak about Armenian language, we have more information or we have more knowledge after the invention of Armenian alphabet. Mm-hmm. Right. And before the Armenian alphabet, we were writing in whatever alphabet was around. So the Greek alphabet, old Armenian coins from Tigran the Great. Mm-hmm. What language do they, they They have Greek, right? They it's are written in Greek. But it's written, it's actually written in Greek. Tigranoi Basilios, which means... Tigran, the king, Basilios is the... Basilios means king. Is the, yeah, is the Greek term for king. Mm-hmm. And the boundary stones that they find out in the fields, where what they would do is just carve the name of the king and the kingdom mm-hmm. in the stone. So if you're wandering and you run into one of them, you know where you are. Yeah. Those were also written in Greek. Because after Alexander the Great in 300 BC, everyone used Greek as the international language. Yeah. So... We don't have any writing. I mean, there there are theories of an early Armenian alphabet and early Armenian writing that are that are out there that I've seen, but we don't have anything really scholarly that says, yeah, you know, this is what everything was just written in Greek or Persian or whatever was the kind of language of dominant the dominant culture um, yeah. and, and and language and common language at the time, and of course. Uh, but I think a development of Armenian language goes back to Urartian times too, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, some of the words and although it was quite different, but at that time different ethnic groups were living, and, and as a as a as a result of all these ethnics were coming together and assimilation that took place, I think one Armenian language was born back in the seventh or eighth century before before Christ, I think, yeah. and then that gave birth later to. Uh, uh, based on that language, Mestre of Marstos created the Armenian uh, Armenian alphabet that uh, gave not only a written form but also helped to s- save the language. Yeah, the, and when the Armenian Bible, when the Bible was translated into Armenian mm-hmm. in the four hundreds, I heard that it was called the Queen of Translations because the spoken Armenian language was so rich because it was mm-hmm. so old. There was a lot of Choice. There's yeah. a lot of. It was just a rich language to use. Yeah. To translate. It was later called Queen of Translations by okay. French scholar. Oh. Later it was called. I believe. A French guy. Well, that's. French, hey, they know. French, they know French, classy things. French guy. <laughs> oh, he said, "This is this, this is, this is translation." Queen. I don't speak Armenian, but this translation is the Queen of Translation. I wonder how. Well, he must have known our Armenian probably, uh, and he called that translation Queen of Translations. And, but that original translation, which we don't have actually, 
Really? Yeah. He was lost. Hmm. He was lost. They looked everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Well, would that, so would that make the Armenian that we speak, is this, can we consider this like the, the language not of the kings but of the regular people going all the way back? So if you were to go back 3,000 years and meet a shepherd in the fields or a peasant, you would, you'd be able to talk Armenian and they would generally be able to understand what you're saying? Me? now, I don't, I don't know what, because the language, because language developed so dramatically and uh, it's hard to know. The, the, only, the written language that we know comes to us from the um, 5th century after mm-hmm. the invention. So before that we have no idea, but basic, probably it was similar. To, uh, but if you uh, consider a thousand years, that's a lot of time for language. And last, I think, uh, if you, a few hundred years, Armenian language changed yeah. too. You know, it depends on demographics. It depends on territory too. Now mm-hmm. we have to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to call a dialect. Would you consider them dialect, Eastern Western Armenian, or branches? Maybe. I, I don't know. I think the dialect... Um, so, for example, you hear about... Because dialect know, is different, kind of, isn't it? I, I think so. I get confused by it sometimes. Because I hear Eastern Armenian say, has its own dialects. Yeah. Or, well, you, you hear this like in English, you know, mm-hmm. is, is Australian English a different dialect from South African English, from Jamaican English, from American English? Because we can all generally understand each Those other. Those are dialects, yes. But the there's some there's a lot of words that are different. You'd mm-hmm. say sweater in American English and jumper in Australian English. So is jumper is the kangaroo, is it? Jumper. Jumpers were jumpers. <laughs> or you know, in in Spanish, there's Spa- Spanish from Spain, and then there's Spanish from the Latin America, and even within Central America, you know, Argentinian Spanish sounds different than Mexican Spanish, you can understand it, but there's yeah. a difference in words and pronunciations. I, I, what I think is, I think that, well, let's, let's talk about the differences between Eastern and Western. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference is the, uh, the verb, the way you would say a verb. Mm-hmm. You would, the ending, the verb endings. Mm-hmm. So Armenian, well, maybe we should talk a little bit about, Armenia is like Spanish or French or a Romance language where you, you change the ending of the verb mm-hmm. depending on, you know, you, me, you know, like when I was, when I was learning Western Armenian, Gugartal means to read. Mm-hmm. So I would say, Gugartam, I read. Gugartas, you read. Gugarta, he or she or mm-hmm. it reads. Gugartank, we read. There's these endings. Now in Eastern, you would say, Gartumem. Gartumem. I'm, I'm reading. You're reading. Cartumes. Cartumes. You are reading. Cartume. They are reading. He or she is yeah. reading. Yeah. So it's it's really close. It's really similar, but it it looks a little different. But you can still understand. You can still understand. Yeah. So you it's the same uh, language, um, but I think. Well, let's go back to a uh, modern army. How it, it it's right. You know, for a long time, we had Kurapar, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, based on the uh, uh, based on the manuscripts and dead heritage that we have, uh, from f- basically fifth century to twelfth century, we have the same four. Uh-huh. 
we have the same form, classical Armenian. Mm -hmm. And then 12th century and beyond, we have so-called new uh, era for Karapar. We have different language. Okay. We have some new writings, and some, they, are, they, are, they use more relaxed language. Mm -hmm. One of the, uh, you know, one of the beautiful, I think, masterpieces of classical Armenian is Martian uh, Vokperigutian, St. Gregory of Narek, right? Mm -hmm. The prayer book of Nari, right. that's beautiful language. It's hard to even, for someone who knows Karapar, or someone who, no, I should not know, but someone who uh, uses Karapar, like like myself on Sundays, uh, it is sometimes difficult for me to understand, too. Hmm. It is. But St. Gregory of Narek has really beautiful and rich language that mm -hmm. he really, it's a beautiful piece, a uh, wonderful piece masterpiece of uh, classical Armenian. Later, 12th century, it changes, right, a little bit, more uh, uh, another form of classical Armenian. Mm -hmm. And then later comes uh, modern Armenian. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, and the founder or father of modern Armenian is considered Nashkarapa, it's considered Khachadur Abovian, with his, uh, with his uh, Verkayastani, uh, how, do you, how do you translate it? Verkayastani. The Wound of Armenia mm -hmm. or something like that. It's, it's a kind of a poem. A kind of poem, yeah. But it is written for mm -hmm. the first time in modern Armenian. It is not written. Before that, everything is modern Armenian, of course. Even right. even the, the brothers and Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Uh, Saint Lazaro. Yeah. Mkhitaryan's brothers. That we did an episode on them too before. They wrote in classical Armenian too. Mikhail Chomchin and others. So... Khachadur Abovian brings this new uh, modern modern Armenian. But that happens in a Russian part of Armenia. Mm -hmm. And then in uh, and, and the, the development of any language is based on territory too, right. isn't it? Yes. And if the territory changes, people go someplace, the language changes too, based on, uh, uh, it, it is influenced by. So Armenian in Armenia was... I think the the grammar, especially, was changed after Soviet Union. Yeah, but wait, let's go back to Abovian because mm -hmm. he started writing in modern Armenian, which was it wasn't the language of the church; it was the language that people were speaking around. Yeah, and it's, he was a seminarian too. Mm -hmm. But that also then would influence the Armenian writers and artists living in Constantinople, Istanbul. So there's a lot of Western Armenian writers that. Wrote in the 1800s, yeah, and kind of about the same time. You know, I've heard of people talk about the awakening of Armenian writers and artists in this time. Mm -hmm. um, in the, 19th century, yeah. Or, so a lot of the poems we have, Bedros Turian, uh, Siamanto, and yeah. others—they all are written in Western Armenian. Yeah, Western Armenian, but it's not Karabar. It's 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 more the colloquial language. Yeah, it has a. It has uh, some of the grammatical war forms and structure mm -hmm. of Karapar, but, uh, uh, but it is easier to understand. Yeah. It is uh, uh, a kind of a more uh, it is easier form of Karapar. That makes me... So when you were talking about reading um, Gregory of Narak in Karapar, and some of it gets difficult, is it the... Is it the, the like the verbs or, or the, the, 
the grammar that's difficult, or is it more of the, he's using words that we don't use? It's anymore? both, Bo- okay. both wor- words that he's using, but also when you read a sentence in Kedapar, yeah. the structure is completely different. You have to unpack that structure in order to understand what it means. When I when I was studying uh, Kedapar seminary, and we would have an exam. Yeah. You know, every every uh, semester at the end we would have an exam. And our teacher was really the best uh, Kedapar scholar probably at the time. And still is. Uh, so the the exam was like this. He would give us a sen- uh, He would give us a passage, a paragraph, Kerapar, and we had to translate it. <laughs> we had to translate it. But there are so many forms and structures in Kerapar that you have to know. Yeah. You have to know. Uh, I think we, we, Western Armenian took all of that away and made it easier and changed that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, it's. For someone who knows, uh, uh, someone who reads the Western Armenian can easily understand what the meaning of it. So you don't need to be a scholar. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's easier to pick out the verbs and the mm-hmm. the noun, you know, the verbs and the nouns and the mm-hmm. adjectives and those things. Um, yeah, you just need to know the words. That's you my problem. I don't know the words. <laughs> I know the grammar, but. Not <laughs> You so, know, you know the basics. I know the basics. Yeah. So, so modern Armenian. So, wh- the Soviet era. They what did the Soviets do, or the Soviet Armenians do to to the language? What did they? Um, what were the reforms or the reforms? They changed the classic. We have two two uh, 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 forms of writing, right? Uh, grammatical writing. We have classical Armenian. Yeah. That is basically the same grammar as Kedapar. Mm-hmm. It is the same grammar. Yeah. For example, Uchun, when you when you have a Uchun, the end, the ending is different. T, R, E, V, U, N, or but in Eastern Armenian classical army, in Soviet army, in, in Soviet army, they just erase that classical form. They just whatever, however you hear, that's how you write it. Yeah. Simplified it. Simplified it, yeah. Mm. That, that's what I studied. That's what I knew. Yeah. That's the grammar for me. And, and we would have a, a dictation kind of a, in a school too. There was special class for Armenian language. And every, every few classes or so we would have a, a teacher would just read a text. We had to write it and to know the gr- uh, grammar. Yeah. To know grammar. But... Uh, but they kind of simplified. If you hear tune, tune, T, Y, U, N. But uh, in classical Armenian, that's different. If you, if you, Yelak, uh, if you say something with E or Y, you have to figure, we have to know which E to use, which Y to use. But also there is a structure for that. There is a reason for what is used for certain. For, so Soviet Armenian changed the grammar. Yes. And there is a push for that, too, in Armenia, today's Armenia, especially, I think, coming from diaspora, uh, to go back to classical grammar. Mm. Um, there was even legislation, I believe, at a parliament at some point. Really? To change grammar and go back to classical. And there are a lot of people in Armenia, even a lot of my friends, especially among clergy, mm-hmm. who refuse to write in the modern grammar and they use classical grammar hmm. because they think that's more classical form or more uh, elegant form of writing and correct and is not influenced by Soviet Union. 
Well, is, is so in Western Armenian, the verb goes at the end of the sentence. So like, yes. Yelag guzem. Guzem, yeah. Yelaga guzem. In Armenian, in Eastern Armenian too, yelage muzum. Okay. It's always, the verb is always at the end. The verb is always at the end. So what would be, what would going back to the classical Karapar grammar, what would that be? What would the differences be? It'll be the writing. Oh, okay. okay. It'll be the writing only, not the spoken language. It would just be in the writing, the spelling. The things. spelling, yeah. Uh, It'll be the writing only, not well, the spoken language. That's interesting. Well, so Western is what I learned. For example, if I, if I was, if you write Mikhail. Yeah. You know, if I, my name before I was ordained, right? If I write Mikhail yeah. in uh, modern, Eastern Armenian, I would write it one way. But in classical Armenian, I would write it in a different way. Hmm. This is where we should have a video portion of the podcast. But, but, so you can write out Mikhail. <laughs> but I think it's, it's important for our listeners to understand uh, some of these differences and development of, of language. Um, I think uh, what I hear sometimes is, uh, and, I, and I, in 2013, I believe, I was attending some kind of a meeting with some young people, I believe in New York, and a conversation uh, was about, uh, just talking later, uh, it was not a discussion part of a meeting or anything, but uh, we were talking about Eastern Army, Western Army, and there is this notion sometimes that Western Armenian somehow is a uh, is higher form of Armenian than Eastern Armenian. Ah. I don't I I don't share that uh, perspective. I don't share that notion. I don't think there is right and wrong. It's just mm-hmm. development of language mm-hmm. based on territory. Uh, it is unfortunate that Western Armenian is considered a dying language too because yes it is it is considered a dying language and I think Gilbegian Foundation a few years ago or so they declared some kind of fund to revive uh, Western Armenian and keep it alive and uh, but but if there is no community mm-hmm. that teaches the language that speaks the language and a part of it has to do with all the unrest in Middle East because Middle East was the place that this, the language was developed later, sur- survived, lived, and yep. developed. Yep. Uh, it is not, the, there's no community to support the language. The language is not going to survive and live for a long time. On the other hand, Eastern Armenian has both territory and, uh, and people who speak the language. Right. So um, that's why there is also, uh, you can see a lot of people here in the United States also who more and more choose, if they want to study Armenian, choose to study Eastern Armenian because they have more, they would like to have more connection with the Republic of Armenia and Armenia today, so, yeah, which makes more sense for them. I, I did, so Western Armenia is what I learned because mm-hmm. it's what my family spoke growing up. I did find it, in Armenia, I found it difficult. I could ask, you know, I could hire a taxi, tell them where I want to go, ask how much it was. Mm-hmm. But anything else, I couldn't understand the Eastern, but they could understand my Western. So it just is, a, some of that is an ear. I didn't have mm-hmm. an ear at all for the language. And some of that is just practice. But I think, you know, to spend time in the Republic of Armenia, I think it helps to know Eastern or to know a little bit more Eastern. But yeah. the words, like we said, you know, Gartal, 
reading is reading. Yeah. You know, these, the words are the same. Yeah. Uh, people who are in Armenia, yeah. people who speak Eastern Armenian, they can, they can understand mostly Western Armenian. Yeah. Because Eastern Armenia went through that development of Western Armenian into Eastern Armenia. And uh, you can use, but, but Western, people who speak Western Armenian, they have a hard time understanding Eastern Armenian. Yes. Especially if they use, if they speak fast, <laughs> <laughs> if, if they, sp- and they use some of the, I think some of uh, Russian words. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know if it is slang or not, some of words that are influenced by Russian who may, they may not even realize it's actually <laughs> right. Well, in Western, has a lot of Turkish words. Oh yeah. Uh, my grandma will. Call the, and they think that is Armenian words. Too. Yeah, it's so. Here's a story about when I was learning Western Armenian. Uh, I went to my grandparents' house, and my dad would always say, "Go use your Armenian. Go use your Armenian." So, I my grandma said, "Okay," and you know, "Okay, let's hear your your big thing." And I said, "Yalaga guzem," which mm-hmm. means "I'd like a strawberry." Yeah. Huh? And she looked at me, and in English, she said, I'm, I don't have any underwear your size. Because <laughs> yalag is strawberry in Armenian, but it's the Turkish word for underwear. Really? And there's so I much didn't Turkish know that. that was mixed in with the family's Armenian that she still, to this day, will call me and say, I, I know this word. Can you look it up? Because I got my grandpa's uh, dictionaries. Can you look up this word and tell me if it's Armenian? And then she'll tell it to me, and I got to write it out in Armenian, and then go look it up. Look it up, and usually I have to look up three or four different sections because, you know, I'm just hearing if she says something that starts with a T. There's two different T's to go look up, and then I look up. Well, they might start with a D. It does sound. Yeah. And she's saying it as it does sound. So I know somebody that actually has an Armenian dictionary, but it's Armenian to Armenian, and what it is is it's village Armenian from oh. the Ottoman Empire to Western Armenian Dictionary as a way to kind of go and see. And my grandpa had, he had such a, uh, a thick Tomarzatsi accent and dialect hmm. that I couldn't understand him even when I was learning Armenian and practicing it. So, and my grandma, she said that her dad made them learn classical Western, like the, the yeah. grammatically correct Western. So f- here's an, ex- this is the only example I can remember, but Asiga means... Here is or this is. Yeah. He would Can say mean many things. He would say Ashk. 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 That would be his version of Asiga. So <laughs> it's we, we, a short version. It's closer to star Ask than yeah. anything. So we couldn't really communicate with Grandpa that much. We'd say some things and he'd, he'd respond in English. But so that that's another part of Western that I don't know if people you know realize, realize or think about, but. There's a lot of loan words from Turkish, from Arabic mm-hmm. that show up there. My grandma told me the story that when she was growing up, her parents would speak Armenian to them in the house. Uh-huh. But if her parents wanted to keep secrets from them, they they'd speak Turkish. Turkish yeah. So she would mix up certain, you know, Turkish words and sure. things. That's what we, Gayane and I, we have. When we, uh, we, we would speak Armenian, of course, to them. And most of the time, I mean... Uh, but, but if our secret language is Russian, so if you want to speak, in, but Jean started kind of, they started understanding a little bit too. Oh. <laughs> they started picking up, oh, you're talking about me, you're talking about me. You so have to give them if Russian you speak that language a lot, the secret language is not secret, no, it's secret, no longer secret. <laughs> they start picking up some of the words. 
But but I think there is a lot that can be uh, said about um, the language, um, Armenian language. He, interesting fact, I think, uh, is uh, uh, many words in Armenian are uh, uh, borrowed, so-called, uh, or the same, I should say, in Persian. Yeah. I think we cannot ignore the fact that we have yes. to... I mean, our first even uh, names, a lot of names yes, are. I was going to say the first Armenian dynasty, the Yervadunis. Mm-hmm. That's a Persian word, Yervad, Persian name. I think there was a lot of that influence, and many words that we use, many names that we have are Persian. Mm-hmm. However, this doesn't mean that Armenian is kind of a dialect of Persian or another branch of Persian. It's no. Completely unique, its own language that is alphabet too. Yeah. It has its own alphabet, which makes it a little different. People, when they live together, when they live next to each other, and sometimes when they under each other's rule, and it's it's natural yeah. that you use some of the words that they use. Uh, but Armenian, it was determined by scholars that it belongs to Indo-European. Yeah language family and not part of Persian kind of uh, uh, language. Uh, and also another fact is uh, about Basques. Yes, the Basque. I didn't know this until you brought it up. Yeah, so uh, it, it is kind of phenomenon. Uh, uh, you and I, we were looking this article by BBC. Yeah. Right? Uh, kind of BBC travel that has uh, uh, the... Uh, that has uh, some information about the scholarship yeah. on uh, Armenian and Basque, uh, some similarities in language, especially uh, when it comes to some of the some of the words. Yeah. That if for those who don't know Basque, sorry, yeah, this group in 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 Spain, isn't it? Yeah, northern Spain. And yeah. Their their language is different than Spanish, and their ethnic they're sort of like a, an outlier they're they're not related to the spanish ethnically or i don't even i'm not even sure genetically but their language is different their culture is different yeah their language shares animal words and different words with armenian yeah there was there was actually some people some even bass scholars who did some research and study on this they say there is no is in bilbao is in bilbao is the capital yep these, uh, uh, they say there is no any even geographical archaeological proof that Armenians ever of Armenian presence in Basque. Mm. The only similarity they have is the words. Some yeah. of the words that are similar or the same, which is interesting. And uh, there is no still understanding. There is no still still uh, clear. Uh, a certain answer to yeah. how how this happened, and and, uh, and there is no archaeological or any kind of presence of Bass in Armenia. Right, right. That's a long, <laughs> long way away. Yeah, most likely it was probably some Armenians there because it's not. If we don't speak, we, we have the spoken language. It's just they use some of our words. Mm-hmm. There are uh, so that's a just interesting fact about. Uh, about the language that uh, that we have. That's that's yeah. That was pretty cool when you showed me that. Yeah, it's uh, it, there are some anecdotes about uh, 
the differences between Eastern and Western. Yeah. You know, uh, when you say Baharan uh-huh. in Western Armenian, yeah. it means what? Baharan. means envelope. Yeah. But in Eastern Armenian means a bookshelf. As <laughs> 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 this anecdote that a, a relative from diaspora, diaspora in Armenia, relative, calls this his relative in Armenian sense, I'm sending some Baharans. <laughs> Go to the airport and get them. <laughs> he gets a big truck, big truck to go and get the bookshelves. <laughs> but those are those are uh, the um, the envelopes. <laughs> it means envelopes. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you if there's some good word word play or word jokes between the two. Isn't there another difference between? Um, there's another one for sakel. Uh, sakel. What is it? Sakel. Sakel means. Let it go in Western Armenia. No, wait, let it go. Let it go. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's a Disney song. It's okay. <laughs> in Eastern Armenian, it's okay means make it tighter. <laughs> make it tighter. It's okay. <laughs> so when a, when a deacon who is a Western speaker, Armenian speaker, and the priest who is Eastern. <laughs> oh no, the priest is Western, the deacon is Eastern. So he's helping him with the vestments and he's he's doing the belt. The priest says, Tsuke, let it go. <laughs> he thinks that, make it tighter. <laughs> make, it, make it tighter, make it tighter. <laughs> but anyway, there are some, uh, some, some funny uh, coincidences. Yeah. There would be, uh, what about, I heard one minute is a minute yeah. and an hour. Is there a difference between? When you say rope, uh, when you say varkyan in Western Armenian, that means uh, minute. Yeah. When you say varkyan in Eastern Armenian, that means second. Okay. Right. <laughs> so if I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> person goes, how are you going to get it? <laughs> get it yeah. Okay, you must be right. In varkyan, <laughs> that's varkyan. five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, uh, anything to add, Peter, at this point. What do you? What do you? What else do you have? No, I got nothing. I mean, I think we covered it all. I do want to ask about dialects. So mm-hmm. we talked about dialects early on, and you said there's different Eastern dialects. Uh huh. So we probably should have said this at the beginning, but Eastern Armenian is spoken mainly in the Republic of Armenia and in Persia, in, in that Russia, part of the world, in Russia. And then Western is in kind Iraq of too, kind of in, in Iraq. A little bit of it. Yeah. It's kind of combination. Yeah. Yeah. And then Western is kind of everywhere west of there: Syria, Lebanon, Turkey, parts of Europe, and then you know, United States, United States and South America. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you said dialects in Eastern. So, are there dialects? I assume there might be dialects between Iranian Armenians, Barska High, and then Armenians in Armenia and Armenians in Russia. But are there even smaller dialects? Oh, like? yeah. When, when I said dialects, I meant the smaller dialects. Because the dialects outside of Armenia, they're pretty much similar. Iraq and, and yeah. Iran, they pretty much speak the same Armenian. It's just a little bit of a, a combination of a little bit of Western Armenia, Eastern Armenia come together. They, yeah. That's what they speak. But in Armenia, we have real dialects. Okay. We have, when you say that, those are the dialects. For example, uh, dialect, the Armenian dialect Nagorno-Karabakh. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a whole different story. Really? Whole different language. You won't be able. I won't be able to understand when they speak. I'm not able. Uh, dialect in Gyumri. Yeah. When they have their own dialect. Really. 
yeah, it's a very thick Armenian, thick dialect. Uh, some of dialects in the south of Armenia, they, yeah. they have to... It seems that every city and town almost, and that speaks to our kind of nature towards Armenia, how, you know, how we were divided, become different parts, become different uh, parts and towns of Western Armenia. Here. Yeah. Everybody has their, they have their own dialect. So in, in Armenia, it's, it's very... Um, my grandparents, they had a dialect that they spoke from Puragan area in Puragan region where there is the... Uh, the telescope and they uh, oh, yeah uh, up in the mountains yeah up in the mountains but they were from that area uh, so every region in Armenia they have their dialect and some of them are really hard to understand do they in southern Armenia do they say Pariyagak y'all no they have they have pariyacho <laughs> room. <laughs> These type of um, uh, some some words that are quite different. Yeah. Some dialects they are quite different. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. Uh, I'm all I'm all talked out about language. <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe we covered but if if you have anything to add just uh, let us know or put in the comments or um, i think we would love to hear from you uh, from you too and if you speak a special dialect i mean we, we didn't talk about armenians who who come from western who who uh, converted to islam hamshan armenians they have very difficult dialect too they live in in uh, north caucasus area they have quick very different dialect there are a lot of some unique dialects but this was episode on language and I think we tried to cover some of the basic facts about Armenian Armenian language yes development and origin origins and development yes well thanks for listening thank we'll you talk to you soon alright